Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN Troy, our next guest is all the way across the other side of the world. He's in India and he's brought to us by Henley's new home designs with drop prices, all the luxuries, and now seven star energy efficiency. Barat Sundarason, welcome to Sports ASA. Thank you for having me on, Bob. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Or, um, Doc, always good to talk to you when I'm sitting next to you. New commentary is on the Yes, hopefully that's not too far away. You're just breaking up a little bit there, but uh, hopefully that line stays clear for us. Before we get uh, into the cricket and talk cricket, I wanted to ask you, what is it like being home and um, spending a bit of time back in India? I oh, know it's been amazing. Uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to come back here earlier this year for the test series, and uh, I got to meet a lot of friends and family at that point. But uh, this has been different. You know, we're not in any, any city for longer than two or three days. Um, and uh, I did ma- get a break in between the last game and this one, so I went to Bombay and met a few friends. And uh, uh, maybe I should have posted uh, a few pictures with. Uh, uh, you know, uh, not just uh, some of my female friends because uh, I've come for a bit of flack for that. Uh, not from not from people people who matter, thankfully, but like more from people here. So uh, now it's, it's been great fun, now, you know, and just not not just for me, but to be able to like take uh, a lot of these Aussie uh, journalists who are on tour with me on a cultural journey, like you know, show them places of history and. Uh, expose them to different cuisines. It's been it's been a wonderful experience. Even here, we went to the Gandhi Ashram a few days back, and, and I gave them a little bit of a history lesson or whatever I know. But nah, it's been it's been a fascinating uh, a few weeks for sure. Yeah, fantastic. It's good to hear. Um, we will get into the cricket. So there's clearly been two standout teams this comp in in South Africa and India, um, and the guys like Quinton de Kock and, and Virat Kohli having very good competitions now. For us back in Australia, they play this Sunday night. Um, what do you see yeah. as definitely the, it's a match of the, the World Cup so far. Um, what do you mm. see as a bit key takeaways from that? What, what's what's going to win the game there? Oh, I mean, Australia, South Africa can bat first and put on a big total on the board and put pressure on that Indian batting lineup. But we saw it against New Zealand, right? Like when India and New Zealand played at that point, that was the biggest contest uh, because both teams were unbeaten. Uh, and New Zealand looked good in the first half, but he has bowling just been so good at different stages of uh, an innings that they just keep coming back and bringing their team back in. And that's exactly what happened in that game. So which is what you would expect happening against uh, South Africa as well. Calcutta can be interesting. Look, it used to be a turning pitch back in the day, but in the IPL these days, you can see some bounce and some carry, which also means that the ball will come onto the bat. So the South Africans won't have pitch conditions to worry about. Uh, but it's just the might of this Indian team, uh, right? Like with the bat, with the ball. Uh, and, but only with South Africa, I can see them beating India as they do that. They will do what they've been doing consistently, which is put up scores of over 50 on the board. Uh, and then put pressure on this Indian batting lineup. Otherwise, it just looks like one-way traffic at this moment. I want to ask you about Mohamed Shami. He's bowling beautifully. Five uh, again last night. Is he the best white ball seam bowler in world cricket? Oof, tough to argue with that, uh, isn't it, Bonds? Like what? Mm. He's taken 45 World Cup wickets at an average of 12. 
<laughs> which is like incredible numbers. Like, uh, and in 50 over cricket as well. This is not T20 cricket. Don't forget. So, uh, no, across doing it across eight World uh, or eight years of World Cup cricket, and the fact that he's not even in their choice first eleven. Uh, he had to wait three games to get a look in. And since then, he's taken two five-wicket hauls. Uh, I mean, he's just a, he's always been a sensational bowler. You speak to the Australian cricketers, as much as they respect Jasprit Bumrah, uh, they obviously face more of Shami. That's he's always been number one as the most dangerous bowler to face because they've never really been able to get on top of him in Test cricket and one-day cricket. And he's just proven that once again uh, last night, but even uh, earlier on in the tournament, like ever since he started playing. So um, it'll be tough to argue against him being the best wide ball bowler at the moment. There are so many doing the rounds, though. Yeah, he just he just always, and you can watch this in slow motion every time he plays, is the, uh, the seam position is just always, mm. always perfect with him. It's just, I love watching him bowl. Um, is how has the tournament been received in India? We've seen some good crowds. We've seen mm. some poor crowds early, but how has it been perceived? Yeah. Oh no, no, I think it's really catching fire now. Yes. Um, it was always going to take a while, uh, right? Like it, the, the thing with these long tournaments, anyway, whatever sport you're talking about, it takes a while to like uh, uh, catch on, and it is. And like the weather is getting slightly better in India as we enter what we call our winter. I mean, some some parts of India does do. Uh, not Bombay, not Ahmedabad, uh, but it's getting cooler. So you'll see a lot more people coming too as well. And any time uh, with an Indian cricket team around, if they start winning, everything just looks better in India. So that's what's happening. Uh, obviously, the buzz is, has increased since the early stages. Because I mean, there were a few nerves about this Indian team, to be honest. Uh, yes, they won the Asia Cup handsomely, but there were a lot of question marks. So finally, it looks like um, you know, because of their performances, the buzz is really like where uh, you expect it to be, and it'll just get better, um, or it'll just grow, it'll just hit fever pitch as we get into the semi-finals. Yeah, absolutely, and and we've seen in the past that the format, I guess, has been a bit different. With used to have your your pools, and then you go on your super six and whatnot. Whereas mm. now we see every team plays everyone once, so there, there's nine games that. Uh, each country plays. Do you, do we think it goes for too long now before we get to any to see any finals final cricket? Uh, my wife certainly thinks so. To be honest, <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, it, like, I think it, this is the last time we're going to see this kind of format because, as we know, we go back to fourteen teams and uh, and pools pools and all of that, like from uh, the next uh, one day men's World Cup on with twenty twenty seven, but. The way it, it is positioned with, uh, uh, you know, 10 teams, I think it's fair that everyone plays everyone, uh, that eventually uh, you, you get give leave teams time to, like, like you know, lose form, find form, and lose form again, uh, or in whatever order you want to think about it. Uh, and that's what's happened. We've seen the likes of New Zealand start on a struggle, Australia started and they can come back strongly. He's just a uh, And I say that... Yeah. It's just uh, uh, it, it's a it's a good format in that sense, but um, but this is when like you know uh, tomorrow's game. Yes, Australia England is a big game, but New Zealand Pakistan could decide how interesting this last week is. If Pakistan win, then the tournament is still wide open. Uh, but if New Zealand win, then you think more or less your semi finalists are decided. Uh, so we need to play tomorrow with Australia England Pakistan New Zealand, but I definitely do the format.
Now, Barat, you're just breaking up a little. Sometimes you come in clear, so maybe just take a step to the left and uh, see how you go. I, I, <laughs> what's the biggest story of the tournament so far for you? Has it been Dukok? Has it been the rise of Afghanistan? Has it been the demise of the English? Uh, what do you think the biggest story is? Uh, I guess you can't, you have to you struggle to like look beyond the demise of the English purely because the human and defending champions, they're still such a great team. I mean, I was watching them train yesterday and they're a, such a bloody good team. And uh, for them to struggle the way they have, kind of tells you, uh, like, you know, something's not right. And that, for me, has been the story in that sense. But, um, but look, um, I think even, even you know, the Afghanistan not just the fact that they're winning matches, but they're doing it professionally. It's so great. And they've been around a while now, right? They're not like the Netherlands. They are a full member nation. But just to see them put, put like consistent performances the way they have, um, for me, has been the most pleasing part of it. Um, and for that matter, even Netherlands, right? We speak about England struggling. But Netherlands have, yes, except that one big defeat against Australia, the way they came back after that defeat to win the next match, um, tells you how much their cricket has grown and um, how much fun it's been watching them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely good for the game to see other countries rather than the big four or five up there um, all the time. Mm. We will touch on Australia. They obviously have um, no Mitch Marsh and no Glenn Maxwell tomorrow night and for however long for the rest of the tournament. Do Are Australia still a chance to win it without those two? And put your selectors hat on, who would you be picking to replace them? Uh, I guess, I mean, it's pretty obvious because you just have 13 members, so you won't play Alex Carey because Josh Inglis made uh, that keeper spot himself for himself at the moment. And then it's Sean Abbott. So I guess Cam Green and Marcus Stoinis both will play. Marcus Stoinis looks like he's regained his fitness. He had a big training session yesterday. Um, Cam Green, well, you know, I don't think you would have expected getting another chance uh, after he was left out in the last game, but here it is. And here is his opportunity to play the most. Uh, but, uh, you know, Glenn Maxwell, he had a bit of a hit yesterday. We'll, I'll, I'll, we'll keep a key, a keen eye on him this evening when they do have a practice session. But um, he should be back against Afghanistan, Pat Cummins said, which is Australia's next game in Bombay, uh, Mumbai. But, um, uh, yeah, my Mitch Marsh, I mean, uh, thoughts with him. Uh, he's going to be with his family, like Marcus Tony said, which is, should always be priority. Uh, but uh, we're hearing that he, she, he will come back at some point. That's the message left Marcus Stoinis and the rest of the team. So that's great news. And uh, But that's the thing with Travis Head having come into the side. Suddenly the team doesn't look uh, so out of, uh, without those two big names. Um, Barat, does Travis take some, some of those Maxwell overs? Does, is he going to be able to bowl? Mm. Uh, no, I mean, considering it was his left hand that was uh, broken or fractured, uh, bowling's not been a problem for him at all. And it's just that he wasn't needed in the last game. But uh, I can definitely see him uh, chip in with the Maxwell overs. And, and don't forget, in his previous avatar as an ODI cricketer, he used to bowl 10 overs on the top. I mean, he's quota quite often. And even uh, since he's made his comeback, he's bowled a lot. He, he, uh, he had a great spell against Sadhguru uh, Kassam. Uh, the ODI. So uh, uh, he he will play a role uh, for sure. No maximum. This is a role. What you expect? Just breaking up a little again, Barat. Barat. So uh, just if you can take another step to the left, that'll be great. <laughs> yeah, one more for you, Barat. I think we've right. seen we we've spoken yeah. about seeing um, teams like Afghanistan and Netherlands play some really good cricket. Who's one guy who's come out of the tournament who was, I guess, a lesser known name before? the World Cup, who has now put himself up in lights? 
Ooh, I mean, Rachin Ravindra, I have to speak about him, right? The 100 he made against uh, Australia the other day. Yes, he's from New Zealand, but um, he wasn't in anyone's, uh, you know, uh, uh, card to be a name that we would be speaking about. But just the consistency he showed with the bat. And he nearly took New Zealand home in that massive run chase against Australia. Uh, make the 100 in, on, on, like, on day one against England. Uh, he's been a name that nobody would have really like expected to make make a splash, but he's been everywhere. Uh, but from from say in Afghanistan or or Netherlands, there have been so many. I mean, Scott Edwards, our own Scott Edwards, if we can claim him uh, as Australian, um, has uh, you know played some uh, blinding innings, like you know match winning innings, lower down the order. Uh, Ramanullah Gurbaz, uh, who's been around for a while now, uh, but uh, he's got an IPL deal and he's shown what he can do. He's been in sensational form at the top of the order for Afghanistan. So there have been quite a few um, you know, of those names, but Rachin Ravindra just stands out about all of them. Well, Bharat, uh, we'll let you go. Um, have a great rest of uh, the tournament and hopefully um, it's Australia v India in the final and you can sit on the fence and <laughs> barrack for both teams. Uh, great to chat with you and we'll see you uh, back here in Adelaide very soon. Can't wait, but Thank you so much for having me on. Have a lovely day. Thanks. Bharat Sundarais, and all the way from India, uh, just you'd never want to meet a better person than Bharat. He's a, a legend, and if you ever see an Indian man with very long hair and loud clothes walking around Adelaide, that's the man, the Bharat. Um, Troy, that, just about finished now. We've uh, had a, a jam-packed show. Um, have you had fun? Mate, it's been good. It's, it's, it's been good to be back in the studios, um, to, to be back on the mic and, and yeah. to be back with you, Bonds. It's been fantastic. What do you got to plan for the weekend? Much? Um, well, we, we start training, obviously, very soon, so I'm trying to keep my weekends quite, quite low-key until then. Right. <laughs> good to hear. All right. Uh, hope you have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you Monday back with Dan Menzel on Monday here on Sports ASA.